This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Cam, Tinks, Skull Hooker, Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bear Field Notes podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss, and it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. Hello and welcome to the BowhunterPlant.com podcast. Uh, tonight it's myself, Dave Thomas, along with Chris the McGee, or Moogie. What are we calling Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. That's <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> and then uh, Jamie's here. He's got his big Jamie Wendy's boom, lemonade boom, over boom. here. The Boom Boom's over there with his lemonade. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He got in a little late there. I don't know. He's driving a, a brand new Silverado. Did you hear about this story? No. They took his car in and he's got this. Look at this. The new key here. He's got the new key, and he's all excited. He turned in his uh, 16 to get it re- like looked at, and then they gave him like a 2019, so he's all pumped up. That works. He's all excited. He's like, I don't know if I want to give it back. I'm like, yep, I'm sure you won't, and they're going to bill you, I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway, uh, today uh, we got Greg Farrell on with us from First Light, which is amazing. I've been looking forward to talking First Light for a long time. So Greg, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. So uh, Greg... Let's talk a little bit about hunting camel. So being in Michigan in the Midwest, um, we have been probably through, I don't know, what would you say, Chris, like three different brands that are like the major brands in this region that we've always been accustomed to. Um, And then here comes First Light, right? So I started BHP in 2009. I remember First Light being out there as time went on. What time did, when did First Light start? What was the first year? 2007 was our first year. So yeah, so I remember seeing the brand. But I never really knew much about it, and then it kind of kept growing and growing, and then it got really like kind of Western specific for a while, and then today, as we stand, I feel like it's really brought into a, a, a massive player in the game of of camo and uh, you know the versatility, be able to however you want to hunt and different kind of animals. So I guess uh, Greg, take us through uh, first slide a little bit the history, like how did who started it, how did it start, and and how's it grown? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, we officially, our first year was 2007. Um, and really our owners, Kenton Cruz and Scott Robinson, um, they started the company and what first light was really founded on was kind of our niche in the Merino wool market. So both Scott and Kenton, um, spending a lot of time doing outdoor activities, big time skiers, mountain bikers. I mean, you name it, hunters, obviously they did it all. And their aha moment was, you know, they would do these seven, 10 day backcountry ski trips every year. And they're wearing this unbelievable product, Merino wool. And, you know, you could stay in a yurt for seven days and still stand to be next to your buddy wearing Merino wool. And they're like, Hey, why are we using this stuff to ski in? But yet we're going out and doing these seven day backpack hunts in synthetics. And after day two, I can't stand to even smell my smell myself, (laughs) much less, uh, stay in a tent with somebody. So that was kind of their light bulb moment. And they spent a few years. Um, so this is pre 2007 trying to figure out why, why nobody in the hunting market had 
use Merino yet. Um, and come to find out the biggest roadblock was nobody had figured out how to print camo on Merino and still maintain the properties. So it turns out, unlike a synthetic material, it's not that easy to actually print or have a pattern on Merino wool. Um, so they actually went through the process of figuring that out. And really that was the birth of the company. When they launched in 2007, it was just Merino wool base layers. Um, went to a few shows, had a very limited spattering of products, but obviously it went off really well. And basically make a long story short, you know, we grew our business from there, expanded out from base layers into a whole range of both Merino and synthetic base layers, mid layers, now into outerwear, rain gear. And, and to your point, you know, really activity specific stuff now too, whether it be Western, whitetail, et cetera. I mean, I've only... I don't know about you guys, but like First Light, I just hear a lot of good things about it. Like oh, yeah. literally from the beginning, you know, I've only heard positive things. Um, I, I think it's working, I guess, is what I was getting to. So I, I think that the whole concept, what they built, what the strongness of it and how it's turned into what it is, I think it's definitely working. People, my thing is that if it's if it's not good, people will let you know right away. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. And you, will, you guys will know. And I'm sure you guys have had some products over the years that you wanted to change or alter due to people saying, hey, I'd rather have a pocket here or this here. And that absolutely helps when you guys are come up with designs. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was the um, the camos. So uh, what, what are the camos you guys are, are covering here uh, with these lines? Yeah, so I think I think you make a really good point there. I mean, especially in our industry, you know, probably even more so than a lot of the other like outdoor specific um, brands. Uh, you know, people that hunt, guys, gals, we're hard on our stuff. And we're very critical of it, especially when you get into the price point of, say, First Light. The stuff's got to work and the customer expects it to work. And that's really, I mean, that's been a big part of our design ethos is we've probably almost limited our growth to a certain extent because, you know, we don't bring anything to market allowing our customers to be the guinea pigs. You know, this stuff's been in the field for a minimum of two years before it potentially gets in the customer's hands. And I think it really speaks to, what you were talking about, um, you know, and I like to hear that. It's great to hear that all you hear is good things about us. Obviously some of the stuff, you know, we're still striving to make better, but anyways, um, getting back to the camo patterns, it, it falls in that same category. You know, most of these patterns, you know, if you followed us from the beginning, we did some real tree stuff, you know, we had ASAT, um, we offered a number of other companies patterns and it falls in line with that same design ethos. We wanted to bring something to market, but we weren't going to do it just to have our own pattern. It had to work. It had to be tested. There had to be some science behind it. Um, so the first pattern we brought to market was Fusion. Um, that was the, the original um, First Light specific pattern. So that's the one that pro probably the majority of our customers know and recognize as First Light specific. It's got some greens and some darker browns um, in it. And really that pattern, it's based off of you know, it's, it's got a macro breakup and it's got a micro breakup. And really the whole idea with that pattern is that pattern is going to do a great job of breaking up your body's outline, which as we've come to find out is the best type of camo out there. It's not trying to mimic something. Um, it's just trying to break up your outline. Um, and that pattern does a good job of it with its macro pattern at long distances and its micro breakup at close encounters. Um, and it's also got um, kind of a proprietary thing that we call crackaliture, 
And what that does is not only does it help break up your outline, but it also does a really good job of confusing specifically undulates eyes. Um, so they're not really able to recognize kind of what's going on in those larger areas of our like, you know, center mass of our body. So that was our first pattern that we brought to market. Um, the one we've had the longest. And then more recently we released Cypher, which is our other proprietary pattern. And really Cypher is based off of the exact same science that Fusion was, but it's designed for um, a more, I would say, drier, Western, open country um, where you need a little bit more of that macro and the colors you know, that you're using for your breakup um, are a little bit different. So more lighter browns, uh, more of that dry color palette than say the Fusion that's got some of the green in it mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Ironically though, I say this about Cypher. Um, I'm from the Midwest, so I cut my teeth in a tree stand hunting whitetails. And Cypher is my, I mean, once the leaves come off the trees, Cypher is my go-to. I haven't found anything better when you're kind of skylined in a, mm -hmm. a tree with no foliage on it. It's a, it's a money pattern. Yeah, it looks like it almost looks like you could <clears throat> take advantage of both uh, in this climate. That's why I was, at. I was. That's why I kind of brought up the camo. Seems to me like fusion would be awesome for the first part of the year, and as the greens walk away, then like you said, you could easily mimic over to the the, the other one, the cipher. The shadiness. And yeah, and then you can also even then think about the. Um, is it just green? Is it the the other? Oh, here it is. Conifer. Conifer. You could do conifer yep. or dry earth, I guess for. You know, ground blind hunting. If you want, yeah, conifer would be cool. Like in, uh, can't hear you. Canada. You're too low. Canada. There you go. Conifer would be awesome for sitting up in. Oh the yeah. Pines. Yeah. Or, or ice fishing. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> or <Exactly>. snowmobiling. <laughs> or four wheeling. It's funny. I mean, e each pattern definitely has. You know, mm -hmm. we and we have to. The customer demands it, and they they should get it. They want to know what each pattern is best for, and there is, you know, there's a design. There's when we designed them, there was an idea of what that, you know, that niche would be for each pattern. But ironically, I've used both of them in situations from the east to the west, from a tree to open plains. And they both perform extreme. You really can't go wrong with either. They perform extremely well in a huge variety of environments, Was which was our goal with the, designing those patterns. Yeah, that's <clears throat> so cool. So unique. What do you think, No Boom? You haven't said anything. Oh, you're not even on. We got him muted. <laughs> we muted him. Somehow, try that. So yeah. disrespectful. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we let you talk now. No, those patterns are awesome, man. It kind of reminds me of that one pattern we used to they have. Uh, God, I can't remember what it was called. It had all the whites in it. You mean open concepts? Well, there's about yeah. three or four companies that have yeah. open concept, open pattern type concept. But it appears to me this one's kind of like that, but not really. When he yeah. said Krakatur, I kind of got a feeling it was yeah. a lot different. Um I think open pattern is no, you know, there's nothing new here with an open pattern concept, but it works, and you're absolutely right. We've seen it in the past. Um, but with yours, there is there is a difference, and it's not yeah. the – what I like about it a lot is it's not the digital yeah, at all. Digital. And I actually kind of like that a lot more that's not digital compared to some of the other ones in the industry who are creating their own too. And, you know, all hats off to them. You know, you got to do what you got to do for your business. But this one's really cool. Now I was going to ask you about that. Um, with that being said, you know, when you guys having these custom, um, really, really good looking camos, are, are there plans to put them on guns or bows or anything else that would help uh, someone who wants the total package to be able to complete it? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a program on our website right now where regardless of your brand affiliation or, you know, what, what bow or gun you shoot, it's a custom dipping pattern. Ooh, so essentially you can, smart. you can, you can go on. 
Yeah, you can go on the website right now and you can order, basically order a dip. So if you want your bow dipped, you want your rifle dipped, you actually order it right through us. And then we send you all the instructions of, you know, what to do to prep the gun, the bow, how to package it up. We give you an address to send it to. Wow. You send it off. That is a game changer. What, if, if, if I'm going to do that, so let's say that yep. let's say that I I am going to buy a Bowtech, and I uh, I don't know which one I want. Is there a recommendation on what color I should get it in to start with, like a no. black or base color doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We can do anything over it. Yep. So they should I have anything. them order it with no color? <laughs> I don't know yes. if they'll do that, but it'd probably be the best if they would. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. It, obviously, bows are they're a little bit trickier because you know we offer you can do just riser you can do riser and limbs yeah um but in order to do the dipping obviously the bow needs to be stripped down so in if you have the ability to um i mean obviously i'm not telling anybody to do this but if you have your own bow press you can take your bow apart it's a pretty easy deal otherwise you would have to go to your local pro shop you know have yeah. to take strings cables cams off but once that's done it's just it's simply a process of sending it in they send it back hmm. put it back together and you got whatever bow you want um infusion or cypher or whatever pattern you choose that also being that being said too we are partnering up with some awesome brands um obviously we um, are working with prime right now they're doing both of our uh patterns oh, that's on where their i bows. seen it i was wondering yep. where i saw it i was just wondering i was about to ask you who has it now currently i'm gonna go yep. to their website right now i want to check it out but I, yeah i remember seeing it at a pro shop we we're up there yeah, and they must had have been it. it we're working with a couple of rifle manufacturers that are doing you know programs of their own guns and our patterns now too so it's uh the pattern's definitely getting out there you know outside of just our clothes which is awesome to see yeah that's really cool um i'm on their website now <laughs> i'm trying to yeah. take a quick peek here of this thing and uh let's see they do some cool color combos too you can do you know like a solid riser with the fusion or cypher limbs or full pattern they're doing a great job yeah that's really cool I'm trying to Find it here, and then, uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Oh, there we go. They have a ton of stuff in here. Wow, they even got good solid colors. Interesting. Yeah. Some of the colors they got there. Yeah, I was talking to those guys um, at ATA. We were hanging out a bit, and oh, um, they were saying that one of their best sellers so far with the new CT series is, I think it's called Morel is one of their solids. Yeah, I just yeah, saw that. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Fusion Limbs, which is a pretty cool combo. Oh, there it is. Yeah, cool. I like that name. That's a good name, Earl. That's a good one. Makes me want to go, yep. you know, pick some mushrooms. Yeah, pretty soon. <laughs> We're getting there. Pretty soon. Uh, so, Greg, tell us about yourself. I mean, what kind of hunting do you do? Where'd you grow up? So, I grew up in Wisconsin. Um, kind of, I grew up in the Fox City, so just a little bit south of Green Bay. And then uh, spent six years in undergrad and grad school on the western part of the state. Went to UW Lacrosse. So, got to experience everything the the land of the giants has to offer for lack of a better terms for uh whitetails there, which is great. Um, yeah. And then after college worked a few years in the state, um, actually as a high school teacher before I came on with first light. So nice. came on with them and yeah, spent some, obviously spent a lot more time in the West now and, um, got to experience everything Idaho has to offer. So kind of a mixed bag, but yeah, definitely grew up cutting my teeth with, you know, whitetails, turkeys, that type of thing, a little yeah. bit of upland. And, um, had started doing some Western stuff on my own, a um, few elk hunts, few mule deer hunts. And then obviously since being with first light out in Idaho, the hit the whole Western thing a whole lot harder the last few years, which is great. 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you can't um, ask for a better state to grow up in than hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got Matthews, no. lacrosse boots. Yeah, you okay. got HHA. There's a ton of great brands out there, too. Great, great state yep. for outdoors. Um, yeah, that's cool. And then, so how did how did you end up in, at First Light? Like, what do you, what's your title there, your official title? So I'm the product operations manager, um, which I guess short, hopefully making a short story, it's partly product development. So I'm working with our product development team, you know, on this new stuff we're releasing every single year, basically from idea to bringing the product to market, you know, testing, prototyping, developing X, Y, and Z. Um, and then a bit of operations as well. So working with, um, yeah, kind of the middleman between our raw materials suppliers, as well as our manufacturers, making sure things are where they need to be when they need to be in order to meet deadlines and get stuff in everybody else's hands when, when it needs to be. Yeah, that's cool. Now, how, how do you guys feel about the industry as a whole so far? Um, I mean, you guys are up against a couple brands, obviously there's like, I don't know, I can think of three or four off the top of my head that, you know, probably compete with you in a sense. Some don't really, but I guess, I don't know. Cause this is a little higher end too. So it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to judge exactly who would fall against you guys as far as competition. But I guess my main question is, How's it going? Do you guys feel pretty good about it? The growth is strong. Is it going a lot stronger than you guys thought it would be? or is it? For 20 years, StealthCam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra-high definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. For those of you who listen to the podcast a lot, you know how much we love coffee. And we are so proud that Grind Life Coffee is a sponsor of the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Grind Life is a premium coffee for those who grind every day. When you think of those magic moments of hunting, when you're out there watching a turkey strike or seeing a big buck rubbing antlers, it is one of those moments you want to remember and be awake for, most importantly. Grind Life Coffee puts you in that position. Whether you're in the field or you're back at your lodge, talking with your friends and reliving the moment visit grindlifecoffee.com uh you know selfishly it'd be nice if it slowed down a little bit <laughs> My, uh, it's been uh we've been i mean i feel like since i started last three four years have just been a blur we've been pinned but um from a job security and business standpoint i mean you really couldn't ask for anything better we're growing we're doing really well as a company um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we've kind of, and to our owner's credit, um, we've limited our growth in a sense that we've been able to do it in a way that's sustainable um, and that we have a lot of control over what that growth is and when it happens. So um, Scott and Kenton have done a great job that way. Our whole team, I mean, we've grown. When I came on, I think I was number eight maybe eight or nine and we're up to, I want to say 18 in the office now. Um, and that's just in the office over the last three or four years. So yeah, we're definitely growing fast. Um, in terms of, you know, the industry in a whole, I mean, we love it. The, I mean, it's a kind of a cliche saying, but we definitely fall in the lines of like competition breeds excellence. And there's a couple of companies out there that are, you know, pushing the boundaries as we are. Um, but it doesn't allow any of us to become complacent. You know, there's, there's plenty of room in this industry. It's not, it doesn't need to just be ours. And frankly, like 
we're, we're, we're pretty good friends with a lot of the guys oh, yeah. and gals at these other companies. Small you know, we have a good, sure. good relationship with them. Yeah. And it's fun to have somebody to push these boundaries with and make sure that at the end of the day, you know, we're all putting our best foot forward because we want to create new, great, innovative stuff that's not out there and not just, you know, mimic what's been done for the last 50 years. So it's fun. It's a fun environment. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, now, one of the things that I remember other companies talking about, and I thought that was this was interesting, is that, um, you know, creating your own camo and you guys are doing that. But are you finding that the sales of your, let's say, non-hunting stuff has kind of boomed along with because like i feel like you know as a consumer i buy the outfit then i'm like you know i want the first light hat you know i want that black hat you guys yeah. have on your website or i want this and that camo that's right. pretty cool like a lunch pail you know what i mean like is that yeah. kind of becoming a not an issue but a good issue but are you seeing like sweatshirts and things like that being a lot more demand oh yeah we definitely see that i mean as you guys know you know, for good or for bad, like our industry loves to fly the flag. Yep. And most people yeah. are very <laughs> That's loyal. True. That's a very good saying. <laughs> That's a good saying. Yeah. May, you know, fly maybe, maybe brand loyal, like to a fault sometimes. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think you're a hundred percent on, you know, you're right on point. It's obviously our brand has grown significantly. Our customer brace has grown significantly. And with that, um, yeah, people want, the same stuff that they use because it performs in the woods, it yeah. performs mm-hmm. on the hills. And they're like, well, why am I, I should have a solid color of this, right? Like For I sure. should have a hat to go with it. So uh, I think those two definitely, there's a connection between those. And I mean, we see that even just in our sales patterns too. You know, what, what a customer starts in to first light with, whether it be uh, merino wool base layer infusion, and then what they end up, you know, over the course of five, six years purchasing and adding to their collection, and you see a lot more of the, you know, after they fill up, fill out their kit and saw or in camo, you know, then a lot of the solids start filling in the cracks and some logo stuff, and um, yeah, for sure. It's got to get complicated. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> it's yeah, constant. Yeah. Like you're trying to do the hunting stuff, and you're like, oh my God, we forgot. We got to have all these sweatshirts on, on order. Right. We got to have all these hats and these hoodies <laughs> and the, the gloves and everything. And now with your own camo, it's all going to match. Yep. So yeah. on top of that, you got to match it. Now, what are you guys doing for backpacks? Do you have a company you're working with for that, or do you guys do your own? I didn't notice. We, we do not do our own. So um, right now, we're working with EXO. Um, okay. They're doing packs using utilizing both of our, our patterns. Um, we did some stuff with Kafaru in the past. Um, they make great packs as well. There's still a few guys in the office that run them. Um, but really it's, you know, for us, it becomes, it kind of, and this goes back to the logo wear thing too. It's like, it becomes a, what's a priority for us. And a priority for us is making the hunting specific gear. So it's a little bit tough to, to spread yourself too thin and be like, oh yeah, we're not a lifestyle brand, but our customers demanding the logo wear right the hoodies the hats yeah, the, yeah. so we need to devote some time to that and we're definitely not a backpack company yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of backpack companies out there that only do that and they do a really good job of it for you know, sure exo specifically i think probably 90 percent of the guys in our office are running exo pack dude these are no the last five years awesome. these are no joke pack packs <laughs> they're insane they're we're on the insane. website they're like, like dude they're like five Five seventy five or five twenty five and up. These are no joke, high quality backpacks. Yep. Holy, they look awesome in the camo though. And Holy they're you cow. know, they're a Western. I would say they're a Western centric brand for sure. Um, 
but I've used that pack, you know, their smallest one as uh, my tree stand pack and I've used it as a day pack, but at the same time you can throw a hundred pounds of elk quarters in there and it performs wow. just as well as it does on your back as a day pack too. So they, they're snacks in there. Yeah. They're pricey. <laughs> on my beef jerky. They, uh, they <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. That is too funny. Cool. All right, Greg. Well, thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining. Uh, stick around a minute. We're going to get a selfie picture with you before we go. But uh, everybody check out uh, First Light. You probably have already heard of it, but if you haven't, firstlight.com. They got some amazing, amazing hunting clothing uh, and really cool camel patterns. Uh, and not to mention, or, and also to mention, they just literally have a lot going on in a great company. So, Greg, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, I appreciate you having me on. Um, if you guys haven't checked out, we just released a bunch of our uh, 2019 stuff, which uh, made a huge push into the, I would say, Midwestern and Eastern whitetail space with some specific products for that. So Perfect. check those out. Um, a lot of good stuff coming down the pipe. I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. Thanks, no sir. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.